This is EdTech Weekly. I am your host, Ricky Zager, and this is episode 59. Christy joining us again. Welcome to the show, Christy. Hey, thanks for having me back. And we have a special news for everyone. All the EdTech Weekly fans that have been with us from the beginning will no doubt get maybe a little bit of raise in their heartbeat when they hear this news. Matt is back and he is in the house. Or are you? I feel as though everyone should be raising their hands and the roofs. If there are multiple roofs, raise them all. That's right. And But I said you were in the house, but are you in the garage or are you in the house? No, I have moved into a new house and I am, I've been given space within the oh. regular walls of the house. This is exciting news. To and work now. Yes, yes for, it's big. EdTech Weekly fans will be very happy for you, Matt. Those that know that you suffered in the garage for quite some time. Yes, very, very hot. Well, well, Matt, I feel like we should do a while you were away scenario here. And some of the things that's been happening on the show. Well, first of all, Christy is on a streak here where she has been, I think, active for like 13 straight shows. She's trying to get to you. She's still got about 10 to go to catch you. Do you think she can do it? I think she can. I think uh, you guys have a great rapport with one another and uh, you don't just bail on the podcast and you know come back on the 59th episode and try to come back and then ricky is trying to be nice and let you come back and then you get emotional i feel like this is not she's gonna do great i don't feel like this is about someone i feel like this is more specifically directed towards specific i just i'm not sure who but let's just move on matt we've had thousands of downloads uh, we're we're nearing ten thousand. We've had multiple people contact the show, and we have someone. We have an author joining us in a couple of weeks, um, and we're so excited about it. And I'm telling you, this show is since you left, Matt. Big things are happening. Awesome! That's awesome <laughs> to hear. I knew you'd be excited for the show, and you wouldn't take it as a slight towards you. No, it's okay. I leave. All these great things happen. It's fine. It's because of the foundation you built, Matt. That's all. And so we are going to have a discussion at the end of the show. Um, and I thought it would be fun, especially for you being back. We're going to talk about how robots may be possibly taking over education. I thought you might like that. I would love that as being part robot. I think it's great, you know, to welcome more of our kind into the <laughs> All right, Matt. The discussion. Well, well, Christy, clearly... The show has taken a turn for the worse now that Matt's back. We've gotten derailed, but let's get to the EdTech Rundown. eSchool News gives us three tips for finding the best teacher helpful EdTech. The story highlights the fact that the teacher's name, or sorry, a teacher's time is their most valuable currency. And when it's wasted, they become skeptical of EdTech. I know that this is true from being a teacher and being around teachers. The three tips they give uh, to combat this are, one, aligning ed tech with the school's mission, two, focusing on professional development for teachers, and three, finding technology that complements your learning environment. And the author gave out their Twitter handle if you'd like to discuss it with them, and that's at Alex underscore G underscore Ojeda. Matt, have you, I know you're the internet guy in the show now. Um, Can you give us any insight on this Twitter account? Does this guy tweet and is he pretty good to follow? Um, yeah, he has uh, some good <clears throat> tweets that he's put out there. Uh, he doesn't tweet all that much, but he has been consistent about the tweets uh, concerning around this article. Um, it looks like it's been picked up by a lot of different people. And going through his timeline for about the past six months, I mean, he stays on top of technology, working on putting together new virtual machines, which is something right up my alley. 
Yeah, what I really like about this article is not taking a one-size-fits-all approach. It talks about using different devices depending on the learning goal, whether it be iPads or Chromebooks. Also, differentiating professional development by recommending leading-edge certification or conferences such as Q or ISTE, and really finding what works for teachers. He mentions two tools, one being Notability to annotate and model, vo and model vocabulary during think-aloud sessions with students, and another reflector to wirelessly display mobile devices on the teacher's computer. Yeah, I've got a lot of experience with Reflector in our district, and it, it seemed to work really well for teachers that had iPads and were able to use that to help them uh, display their stuff. So very cool. Great. Our next article is Inc42.com reports that EdTech startup Neo Stencil has raised $1 million in a round led by Brand Capital. The startup provides access to material for USPC test prep, Neo Stencil believes that you can't use outdated or pre-recorded videos in isolation to promote learning. They will be using the funds to develop a mobile app, marketing, and moving into new disciplines like business. Matt, do you know anything about UPSC? Oh, honestly, I didn't know a whole heck of a lot. Of it, so I took some time and started looking things up and found Union Public Service Commission is uh, India's largest test. It's uh, something they kind of use to help placement, find out different things that are going on and looking Digging a little bit deeper into Neostencil, it looks like they provide a lot more live learning classes for people instead of just having, you know, uh, <clears throat> videos for them to watch and stuff like that. They do have more classroom type feel with the live learning. That's really interesting. I'd be, I'd be interested to see how that works. Like, I mean, how do they staff that? Is it, you know, I mean, that, that seems like a large scale to be having live instructors in there. So I'd love to learn more about that. Our next story from CapEx explains why we need classrooms of tomorrow, but we need them today. The article goes on to explain that the way we have been doing education has changed very little over the last, well, let's even say 100 years, perhaps. Their opinion is that to truly leverage ed tech, we have to look to AI, artificial intelligence. We've heard that quite a bit, especially recently, and they think that should be there to help. In this scenario, the teacher is a facilitator, and the AI can help them understand exactly where each student is. Um, where they're falling short and how to possibly help them. And one of the reasons this is slow to happen is the fear that AI will replace teachers. That is a common fear among educators in general. And the reality is, though, that it should help teachers focus on their students more efficiently and effectively and hopefully make them even become better teachers. All right. I feel like I've got to throw out some reality here after I read that article. And, you know, I love technology and the possibilities it has for our classrooms, but there are constraints on public schools, such as state testing and college enrollment criteria that kind of hinder some of this um, evolution. So not that these are reasons not to move forward, but I do think it is important to acknowledge some of the barriers to the so-called classroom of tomorrow. And Christy, I know that this is one of your pet peeves about the robots taking over, and we're actually going to discuss that later on. So save some of that fire and ammunition for later. All right. Uh, and uh, to add on to the classroom of tomorrow concept, futurism.com explains how your next teacher could be a robot. Although the title implies robots will soon be your teacher, it really explains that it is more likely bots will be used to analyze the way students learn and help teach them more efficiently. The idea is that students won't be bored by a slower pace or be left behind because of a faster pace. Frey said in an interview, I've been predicting that by 2030, the largest company on the internet is going to be an education-based company that we haven't heard of yet. Interesting. 
Eventually, this could lead to teachers being replaced, but seeing as how a recent survey showed that 34% thought robots should be banned entirely from education, it doesn't look like that will be happening soon. So I have I have two questions on that. Number one, when are we going to put this company together? Because we're, we don't have a company, so that would qualify for the not heard of yet. And it's going to be the biggest company on the internet. So maybe we should get together and try to make that thing happen. Yeah, I thought of the same thing. Yeah, I, good. I'm glad we're on the same wave, wavelength there. And the other thought I had was, it seems like a lot of people are afraid of robots. And I can't help but wonder, Matt, have you done any research on the internet about, is there a term for being afraid of robots? There has to be, right? Well, I'm glad you asked, Ricky. Uh, <laughs> there's robophobia. Uh, something I was somewhat let down on. I really thought that would have been a much, much cooler term than a robophobia. Did you, in that research, did you happen to think of, um, this is this is not in the notes, Matt, so I'm, I'm putting you on the spot, but did you happen to think of a name that might be cooler than that? Um, I did not, because everyone I thought of was obviously already taken. Oh, um, okay. The first one that came into mind was arachnophobia, which... Of course, is the fear of being on a podcast. A yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think everyone who was around during that time remembers Arachnophobia as a pretty scary movie about the fear of spiders. All right. Well, excellent job, everybody. Matt, I appreciate you coming in and I appreciate you being our internet guru and, and figuring out those things that I'm too lazy to research, quite frankly. Um, awesome job. And now let's remind you guys, email the show, edtechweekly at gmail.com is the way to get a hold of the show. We've had multiple people, multiple guests. Christy herself is an awesome example of someone who emailed the show, and she's now the best part of the show, dare I say. And so definitely email us. Let us know if you have something you want to come talk about. Like I said, we have an author coming on in a couple weeks, and she's got a book coming out that I think is going to be awesome. I'll do a little more preview of it next show uh, just to get you guys ready for it. But Definitely contact us that way and uh, interact with the show. Uh, like I said, we've been getting a lot more followers on Podbean recently as well. So I know that the show is growing and we're excited to have you guys be a part of it. So I feel like I should almost just let Christy loose here for a little bit and talk about this inevitable, probable, soon to be perhaps robot takeover in education. Gosh, how sad would that be in classrooms? You think about that. Would you want your kids to be in a classroom only with robots? I certainly wouldn't. I mean, if, if they were cool robots, like the flies, I would think without a teacher. Yeah. I mean, trying to envision what that would actually look like. If I mean, if we just go from zero to 100 and say that tomorrow, every student goes into a room and it's just a robot teaching them. I mean, I, I mean, that's a sci-fi thing. But so often sci-fi movies do sort of predict what happens. Yeah, I definitely see a place for it. And, you know, I know that robots could definitely help teachers be more efficient and help in the classroom a lot, but not take over. Well, Matt, since you are at least part robot, as you've, I mean, big reveal earlier in the show, uh, what are your feelings? I'm guessing you're pro-robot. I actually, I'm not. A lot of them are very mean. Um <laughs> No, I, I, I along some same lines as Christy. Yeah, I think it sounds great in theory, and it really kind of all depends how the deployment goes. But there is something, you know, that's a little scary. Um, doesn't feel necessary, necessarily great for humanity when parts of humanity start falling off like that. I mean, I think you know, how do you teach a child to work within social confines of society when society is put together by pieces that are replaceable. 
Yeah, I mean, and that's 100% right, unless robots also take over everything else, in which case they would need to be taught by robots so that they can interact. And those are the mean ones, so I wouldn't trust them. <laughs> so you know, I, I am pro-robot for tasks I don't like to do. Like, I think of the Jetsons. Do you remember that show where they oh, had yeah. something that could, like, clean your house like a robot and, like, make you dinner like a robot? I'm all for that. But in education, I think it's a combination. So when, when robots rights and the ability for robots, you know, are just as smart as humans and can work in the workplace as well, you're going to be, I know what side you're going to be on. Which is? Well, I'm assuming it's going to be on the, no, you're not. You need to stay and you need to cook and you need to do the menial tasks we want you to do. <laughs> exactly. I will say that <laughs> I did get one of those robot vacuums, the iRobot vacuum. Ooh, Amazing. Very nice. Yeah. No, I mean, I think at the end of the day, you know, it's a lot of this is tongue in cheek, but in the reality is these things are happening whether we're on board or not. So I think the important part is not be afraid, um, especially as educators and as, as, you know, people who are running districts, don't, don't assume that when we say robots taking over that it necessarily means that there will be no teachers. I, I just don't see that. I mean, Matt's point is a very good one that we're going to need people that help people help students develop social skills. I mean, when you go to a classroom now with humans helping them, some of them struggle and you know what I mean? So you just can't imagine a time where robots can make that happen. I'm sure it could be possible, but if it's possible, aren't we getting into the whole, I don't know, um, Skynet scenario where robots have, you know, human characteristics and decide to take over. I mean, we have to almost be there with AI in order for them to truly replace teachers, don't we? Wouldn't it be weird if like Terminator and Terminator 2 ended up being documentaries? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be weird. And it would be even weirder if Terminator turned into like the best winning the teacher of the year award. <laughs> I think that's funny you mentioned Skynet. I, I must say Skynet is the name of my network at home. <laughs> nice. I would watch out if I were you. Okay. <laughs> that could, it sounds dangerous. I'm not a huge fan of those movies, but I know enough to know that you should be afraid. Okay. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, it's been a fun show. I'm super happy Matt came out. We definitely miss you on the show, Matt. And all of our success is due in part to you. So please don't take any silly comments I make to say otherwise. Um, show's doing great. We're all, we're happy to have Christy and we're happy to have you back whenever you can come join us. So do check out edtechweeklyshow.com. We'll put some links to the stories there um, from this week's show. You can follow me on Twitter at Fortech Teachers. Um, of course, you can follow Christy at Christy M. Warren. And again, email the show edtechweekly at gmail.com. Um, you know, who knows? Be on the show next time and uh, enjoy it and use it as a platform to uh, share your knowledge. We appreciate that. And finally, don't forget edtechweekly.reddit.com. That's still happening. People still post stories out there. Um, I kind of am letting it be more and not posting things myself. And it's interesting to see what's happening. Sometimes we get some spammers posting, uh, but at least there's some activity there. So check it out if you're into Reddit. And if you're not into Reddit, be into Reddit. It's pretty awesome. All right. Well, that's it, Matt. Christy, thanks for joining us. Um, I'm excited Ricky, that you forgot something. What did I forget? What is Matt? Matt is here. He ends the show. Oh, it's that's where. Oh, well, I was. Of course, I was going to get there, Christy. Of okay. course. I've been looking forward to that. Well, Matt, she is right. And it's been so long that I have to admit I forgot. But we always ask you at the end of the show to leave the people, leave the fans 
what they want. They want two words. Oh yes, give it to us. <clears throat> Pat Benatar. Pat Benatar. I'm trying to think of a song that she sings, but I'm 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 out. She's it's gonna make everybody happy when they finally find a song. Okay. She's, she has an amazing catalog. <laughs> we are more than an ed tech show. We also are going to help your uh, music tastes and improve them theoretically. All right, Matt. Well, thanks for joining us, Christy. We'll see you next time on Ed Tech Weekly. Thanks for having me, guys. Bye. <laughs>